1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes, Bombas big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/slash acast and use code acast for
0: 20% off your first purchase.
1: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104.
2: It's Room 104. Now, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this, but Trust me, we are going to be speaking now to a man who has fathered 77 children by latest accounts. He provides a service to certain women and has been doing so over the last number of years to help them conceive and and have children. He is not an official sperm donation clinic. He just does this out of the kindness of his own heart his name is ari nagel and he joins us now on the show ari how
1: are you sir i'm doing well if i could correct your latest count i'm at 84 children now what oh come on like there's a big difference when you say 77 (laughs) 84
0: okay ari just rewind can i just ask one question Why?
1: Well, you could ask that of any parents. And why do they have children? So I think in many ways, the reasons are the same. But, you know, it's been very rewarding uh, being able to help so much uh, spread so much love and joy to so many different families. Uh, You know, if you could uh, be in uh, New York this weekend, I got a birthday party on Saturday that I'm very excited about for my daughter, Callie, who's turning three. And uh, she'll have a whole bunch of brothers and sisters there. And it's going to be a wonderful celebration. And I'm going to be bringing a whole bunch of people together. But it's not just the mom that I made very very, very happy or this daughter who's going to be very, very happy on her birthday. Uh, but there's going to be uncles and aunts and grandparents uh, that are going to be there as well. And they're all coming together to celebrate and knowing that I was able to help play a role and uh, helping her achieve, you know, her life's purpose. And of course, uh, I'm also going to have a great time at the party.
2: So 84, can you take us back to how this all started? Like what, what was the first
1: child or the first thing that, that, that happened? Well, I have a 17 year old and then all of my other children are 12 and under. So the 17-year-old was just conceived. uh, I went to a club and I hooked up with a chick and it was an accident in many ways. I knew her just a few weeks. But then all of the other children, uh, 12 and under, were in some form of another donation, either to a lesbian couple or to single women that were in their 40s and weren't meeting Mr. Wright, or sometimes heterosexual couples. I've had a birthday, April 30th, with a trans couple. So it's all different types of families that I was able to help grow. How did it start? You know, a lot of the... Families have reached out to me now from different media appearances, but initially I was having around two or three children a year. Sometimes they were posting ads online looking for people to help them grow their family, or now they just read an article or they Google Sperminator and then they find me.
0: Okay, I'm just wondering, uh, are any of these children conceived through just hooking up with the, the moms and just, you know, going about it in a planned way?
1: Yes. Sometimes I have the children conceived the old fashioned way. The truth is, is that I had a son turn one last month and that was the last child that I conceived the old fashioned way. So it's more the exception rather than the rule, because we're talking about around 20 months ago was the last time that I conceived the child the old fashioned way. The vast majority of the time the children are conceived just with a cup. So I put the sperm in the cup, the woman puts the sperm inside. So I have 15 women pregnant right now. Only three of them were conceived with a fertility clinic. Uh, The other dozen were all conceived just on our own, giving them sperm in a cup, and then they put it inside on their own. So you'll have close to, could have close to 100 by the end of the year. Your math is a little off uh, at 84 plus 15 uh, women per so I'm um, close to 100. That's true. But actually, uh, I have two women that are expecting twins. There's a woman in Hungary that's expecting twins and a woman in Connecticut that's expecting twins. So it, if they all carry the term, then yeah. by January 1st of 2022, I'll have 101.
0: And do you want all the children to have grown up together and to know each other? and? To be completely involved in all their lives,
1: you know, uh, of course, that's I think what every parent wants. They want their children to bond and get together and enjoy each other's company. I know I have a very close relationship with my four brothers and two sisters, but realistically, uh, that's not going to happen. We have children spread out all across the United States. I mean, if I just look at the women that I currently have pregnant, aside from this woman in Humphrey, even just in the United States, they're New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Maryland. I have a woman pregnant in Alabama, Tennessee, Texas in Florida, these states are just all across the eastern seaboard of the United States. This is- just not realistic that they'll all get together although this birthday party that I have on Saturday that mom is from Florida she's flying into New York to have the birthday party here because she wants a lot of the brothers and sisters uh, to be able to attend Uh, she she does have some siblings that are nearby around two hours away in Orlando and those kids get together quite often because they're both close in age Uh, but she wants uh, to have her daughter who's an only child because when she reached out to me she was a little older so the opportunity for maybe additional siblings isn't always there so she doesn't want her child to be an only child. So she's very happy that the kid will be able to bond with their brothers and sisters. But of course, it's up to the families uh, what they want, not really the one making the parenting decisions. The moms make all the parenting decisions. So some of them feel very, very close to the other moms and they chat with each other and get together sometimes daily. And then there's other families that just keep to themselves and then don't really want to have anything to do with the other kids or moms. So there is a Facebook group with over 60 of the moms that joined. And then they share pictures and uh, they try and get together for Zoomy meetings uh, since COVID and things of that nature.
2: A lot of people who will get involved with obviously donating their sperm would never see themselves as a parent or being involved. And probably I don't even think they can be. But do you, do you see yourself as a parent or as a sperm donor?
1: It, it, ultimately, in the end, it's really up to the families that are asking me for help. So some of them want me to play a role. So there's some kids that I've never met. And then there's some kids that I see every single day. Uh, right now, in the next room, I have three kids that are homeschooling and that I'm spending quality time with that I see all the time. And then there's other kids that, uh, that I've never met. Sometimes they share pictures. So the level varies ultimately in the end it's really how they see me so if they look at me as a donor then that's the relationship that i have and then if they look to me as family as many of them often do then i am playing a kind of a father role but the vast majority of my children i have met and the vast majority of my children do call me dad
0: and obviously obviously having kids is very expensive is that an issue
1: yes certainly uh, kids are expensive but i think in the end ultimately kids need a lot of love even if they are buying sneakers from Walmart or whatever, the Payless shoe stores, and they're not wearing the latest Nikes. I think, uh, you know, if they have a lot of love and attention, I think that's more important. You know, I see so many of my families and some of the moms are a little more well off and some of them struggle financially. But in the end, I think that the lucky children are the ones that are just receiving all this love and attention. And I think that's more important. Uh, of course, financially, I know I struggle. Some of the moms went back on their word and sued for child support, even though that wasn't the arrangement especially since I was really a donor and trying to help them. But the vast majority of the moms were honest. Uh, I know I have this birthday party on Saturday to go back to it. There's nothing I'd like more than to just be able to say, you know what, let me cover the expenses for the birthday party. But she knows that I struggle financially, but the mom's doing OK and uh, she'll be able to support the child. Of course, she's really only supporting one child. So uh, I'm not doing much of the supporting the moms do most of the heavy lifting.
2: For your services, for want of a better word, do you charge like do you someone comes to you and says we'd like your sperm for a baby. Do you do you have a fee? Do you charge?
1: You ask for a financial donation or contribution? Nope, I never charged any Think to any of the women although sometimes there are some travel expenses this woman that's pregnant in hungary i had to fly to hungary and go to the clinic but uh i, I don't think it was a lot maybe it was one or two hundred dollars because i was already helping a woman in the czech republic and slovak republic and it was really just like a bus ticket so it, it was very very minimal but uh, sometimes they do reimburse some of my travel costs
0: and have you any idea whether you're going to slow down and maybe give up being the sperminator or are you going to continue on for as long as you can
1: Yes. No, I'm definitely not going to continue on as long as I can. I mean, men can have children until they're senior citizens, you know, but whether that's healthy or wise is a different story. I think there's increased risks uh, depending on the age of the male. I think studies have been done for the women more extensively than they have for the man. But sometimes there's a link for autism to the age of the male and they see a little correlation uh, but I'm 45 now. So I don't think I'm going to be doing this in my fifties. I look at my dad and he had my baby sister when he was 46. So, but you know, that's a year away. And of course I hit hundred already by the end of the year, if all goes well. So I, it's not a terrible time to stop, but I'm not sure, but uh, certainly I'm not going to be doing this in my fifties.
2: Is this, is it a world record, do you know, of having the
1: most amount of Children? I'm sure it's not. Uh, you know, there's sheiks and sultans and Mormons. And <laughs> there's all sorts of, you know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a list that you can Wikipedia and, and there's you know sperm donors, you know, people who are doing anonymous donations, they're not in the news because they don't know how many children they have, but they could have a lot of children. Nobody keeps track of when you go to a sperm clinic and donate sperm anonymously, how many of those actually translate right. into children. So uh, there's no way for them to track. it. of course, I keep track of my children. I have a spreadsheet and I, of course I'm in touch with them, but I'm sure it's not, I'm not there at the record, but I'm sure it's uh, it's not a, a large group of people who hit triple digits. <laughs>
0: What's your family make of this?
1: Yeah, I got uh, four brothers and two sisters and 27 nieces and nephews. And of course, my parents are in their 70s. And I think all their views vary. A lot of them struggle to see the motivation, but I love them. They love me. We get along. Uh, It's an unconditional kind of love, even if they don't approve of my lifestyle. My four brothers and two sisters are all married, very, very traditional relationships, and have children that way. And I think that's what my parents envisioned for me. They're 73 and 78, they're Orthodox Jews, very, very traditional. And I They're not so proud or accepting of my children. I think in many ways, they're ashamed of my lifestyle, uh, but it doesn't affect uh, how close we are or uh, us getting along, even if they would prefer I, you know, became uh, entered into a more traditional marriage and had children that way. That being said, my brothers and sisters also vary. Uh, Some of them get together with my my kids and uh, they might get together with their cousins. Uh, My kids get together with their cousins quite often. And uh, some of them don't, you know. What
2: what do you think is the big misconception people have about what you're doing? What do most people get wrong?
1: Well, you know, people question why don't they just do it the normal way, right? So what's the normal way? Well, the normal way is go to a sperm clinic, right? And then look through a catalog of sperm donors. And then that's how you're supposed to choose your child's father. I mean, one of the most important decisions you're possibly going to make in your whole entire life, who's going to be the father of your child. And you don't even get to have a cup of coffee with the person. Most of the time, you don't even get to see a picture. Maybe you're lucky if you get to see a baby picture. I guess if you really want to see an adult picture, sometimes you have to buy a photo package, but you have almost no information. All you have is basically some form that they filled out. Of course, you know about their sexually transmitted diseases and to make sure that it's safe. But that's about it. I mean, I don't know if they're testing for schizophrenia. They're not testing if they have a temper. Uh, you you know almost nothing, you're going into the situation completely and utterly blind. And that's not not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is when the child's born, then all of a sudden that child never gets to know who the father is. And they suffer from identity issues. I think even if I'm going to be a miserable father, at least my children will know who their father is. And I think knowing is better than not knowing. Of course, I'm going to work every day to make sure that my children know how much I love them. And of course, I wish I'd be able to be as good of a dad as my father was to me. And I know I'll never be able to live up to that just because I'm stretched so thin. Uh, but, you know, I'll do my best. And I think that's in the, always going to be better than I think what a lot of these women were going of planning on doing, which was, hey, let's do it the normal way. Let's go to a clinic and let's just purchase sperm. So forget about the thousands of dollars that they'd be saving because the vast majority of the women that I helped, they spent less than a dollar you know, because if they're local, there's no travel expenses. You buy a little soft cup. It's like a menstrual cup. They sell it for 79 cents at every drugstore. And uh, that's all they're really using to uh, help conceive, so they're able to save that money for their future child. So I think that's the biggest misconception. They think, "Wow, this is so crazy!" Actually, this is a lot more normal. It's a much more normal family dynamic than I think the traditional way. And how do we want lesbians to start a family? Obviously, we all agree they should be able to start a family. So what should they do? Uh, do should they really be choosing their sperm donor from a from a, a book, you know, and never getting to meet the father and have the child? The stuff of these identity issues, and then of course you also have these single women. They're amazing moms. Oh, why shouldn't they be able to start a family?
0: No, I totally agree. And I I like the concept of this, but have you found it's difficult with yourself trying to get into a relationship or maintain a relationship with your lifestyle? Yes.
1: (laughs) 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 Women don't want to date a guy with, you know, two kids, let alone 84. They don't want to date anyone who has 15 women walking around pregnant with their baby, you know? So, you know, I can, I could understand that it-, it gets worse because obviously they take up a lot of my time and uh, energy and resources, but the, you know, it's also very difficult to be intimate with, uh, a partner if I had a girlfriend, because I'm meeting someone tonight to give the donation. Well, then I have to abstain, you know, for 24 hours so that I'll build up enough sperm to be able to give this uh, lesbian couple that's asking me for help. Well, then I can't really be intimate with my partner. So in the end, I've tried dating. It hasn't really worked out. It hasn't really been fair to the partner. I was in a lot of short-term relationships. Uh, uh, You know, I'm not lacking any love in my life. I have a lot of love and joy. And of course, uh, even with the lesbian mothers or the single moms, uh, we have a lot of love for each other, even if it's not of the romantic nature.
2: So do you want your own family and to settle down and have a, a a closed family unit for want of a better word?
1: That is, you know, my own family. I mean, I don't make the parenting decisions uh, for my children, but they very much feel like my children. I certainly feel the love from the children and I have a lot of love for them even if the parents are making the parenting decisions. I have kids in a couple of different countries that, that, that the more I travel, the more I see how all these families that we're all just the same.
0: Well, it's a fascinating story.
2: A hundred percent. One of the most unique stories we've ever heard of in a long time. Um, I, I don't know if there's someone listening who might maybe want to either get in touch with you or find a little bit more about your story or who knows, even potentially avail of your services i don't I don't know even if if they can or they will or you're going international regardless but do you have a website or do you have online accounts that people can check you out and find you on
0: yeah well
1: i'm not really advertising uh my services but you could google sperminator <laughs> there's a lot of links unfortunately that's not the the name that uh, most people call me that somehow the media dubbed me the sperminator and that somehow stuck uh, but uh you know Q professor is my instagram and my snapchat or i'm on facebook and a lot of the women reach out to me on facebook or uh, yeah, i'm going to europe next month i have a woman in london who asked me for my help i'll be going to germany and then i'll be going to georgia the uh, country you know the one uh, near mm-hmm. turkey so uh, that's my tentative plans. I didn't purchase a ticket, usually I wait for their period to start and then we'll try and price out a flight and I'm gonna try and knock out all of those three places in just one flight. So I'll just buy a couple of one ways. But maybe I'll have a, a baby in Ireland uh, before I know. <laughs>
2: who knows? Who knows?
1: <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, my penis isn't long enough to reach Ireland. So uh, that's why they're going to have to be out of flight. But, uh, you know, the flights, I think, have been affordable. And I'm getting my second vaccine this week. So.
2: God. Well, listen, uh, the Sperminator, Ari Nagel, thanks a million for popping on. And tell the 84 kids we said hello. And we'll chat you again soon.
1: I look forward to it. Be well. Small details or big surfaces?